The all-new Hyundai Kona is here. Bigger and bolder. Discover more at your local Hyundai showroom. A Balfour's in one hand and your team's colours in the other. Balfour's are for the game. You're listening to The Run Home with Kimbo and The Rooch. Two minutes past three. Good afternoon. Welcome to the show on the first day of November. Hope you're having a winning day. We're live from Studio Lumo SA here at number one King William Street in the city. It is currently 21.9 degrees. Beautiful day outside. A big thank you to our wonderful friends at Hyundai, IGA Supermarkets and Brasilia Coffee. Stay grounded. Make the perfect cup of coffee with Brasilia Coffee. Talking of perfect, here he is. What's the matter you? What do you think you do? Why you look so sad? It's a not so bad. It's a nicer place. I shut up your face. That's my mom. I can remember. And it's a beautiful, warm welcome to Michelangelo Rucci on the first day of November. Cracking day, Rucci. It is. A new month. Mm. Hello, Kim. Hello, everyone. Yes. Did you cop a pinch and a punch for the first day of the month this morning? No. Oh, if I'd seen you, no, I, I would have given you a bloody That's why I delayed beauty. my arrival. Oh, you did? Well, well, as opposed to every other day, Roach. Don't start. All right. I do my work elsewhere. Do you? Yeah, it's where I can get a Brazilian coffee. Oh, really? You've got an excuse. Thanks, Jamie, for brewing up the coffee for me again today. Oh, Good man there at Chiba. Yeah, you gotta, yeah I'm, I'm, they don't use Brazilia there, I don't think, Rich. I can ask for whatever I want, Kim. Can you? Yeah. You're an influential human. He is. Very All good right. at I'm meeting calling, the customer's needs. I'm calling BS on that one. Right. Uh, guest coming up today, <laughs> Root, at 3.35, Alicia Canavas, uh, former Matilda. Um, tipped uh, Australia to win 3 0 over Iran. She was close. We were 2 0. Said it to be very tight against the Philippines. She had was... reason for that. Yeah. They have been interesting, the Philippines, in yeah, the past yeah, six no, months. No, no, no. She was awful with that one. It was no, 8 0. Eight there was Hold her justification for that. Hold thought. her accountable, Rooch. Uh, we take on Chinese Taipei tonight mm. at 9.30 over in WA at HBF Park. Yes. Uh, this should be another comfortable victory. Should be. Should be. Should be. Enjoy talking to uh, Alicia. Mm. At four o'clock, I reach the um, Adelaide Lightning. The WNBL season gets yeah, underway. Don't do too. what I used to always do. Replace the L's with A's because you're used to the big time of the US. Yeah, I've been throwing B's in there too because oh, of the big bash. Uh, we take on the Melbourne Boomers. It's a home game at the Adelaide 36ers Arena. So it's good that our uh, state team or our... South Australian mm. franchise, you know, can kick off the, yeah, the right. season. Right. We'd like that if it was happening with Port of the Crows, wouldn't we? Yeah, but you know how that works. You know how that works. <clears throat> there's, a, there's all other considerations with the AFL fixture that's due in the next fortnight. It'll mm. be interesting because we get the start in Sydney and Brisbane because the NRL is going to Vegas oh, where they think yes. they're the biggest show in town. <laughs> and while they're away, the AFL will play in their backyard. Interesting who Adelaide and Port Coppers season openers. Which one will be at home? And who which would you one like to play? It's a good question. Uh, You'd take Collingwood, wouldn't you? Well, no, they've got happen. GWS. Yeah. yeah. So we might work through that, actually. So who's left and who... You know what? I mm. get the feeling it's going to be a WA club. I'll get the WA and SA clubs. Really? Maybe. All right. Hopefully not. Well, hey, no, no, no. Hey, no Port actually. Fremantle will be a good game. Port West Coast wouldn't. 
Well, no, it'd be a great game. You might get some huge percentage. Bank those W's early, Rich. That's something Port doesn't do. Mm, Have you so noted yes. that in recent years? Yeah, I know. Mm. That's why I just changed my mind on it. Yeah, it might be a blockbuster, but take the points, Rich. That's always the interesting bit. What do you want? A commercially viable fixture that gives you, you know, what is called those marquee games, or do you want a football-friendly fixture? That's always the debate, isn't it? What, 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 what about really works for you? Adelaide were predicted to be useless for the year, and they beat Geelong in first game. What was that a few, three years ago? Mm. Yeah, and they yeah. didn't have a great season, but gee, that was a good effort. They uh, they ambushed them at four thirty-five. Talking of young talent, uh, twenty twenty-three draft hopeful Glenelg's Ashton Moyer. A lot of, lot of hope there, isn't there? Yes. Where you'll go in the draft. Spoke to Tony Bamford yesterday about yeah. him. Uh, this is the lad that can kick outside fifty. Having a set shot, he never knows until he's about to kick it whether he's going to kick on his left or his right. Gee, what a luxury to have. How blessed can you be? <laughs> um, his uh, manager is Benny Williams, a good friend ah, of ours. He's got a good eye. Yeah, he, uh, he does get the good ones. He, he does very well – that's way above Ben Williams, of yeah, course, well the uh, husband of Jade Robran, who is the daughter of Rodney Robran, who was my captain. Niece then of Barry. Spot on, Roach. And Benny was the first person ever to win Big Brother, and it's back on our screens next Monday. You're kidding me. That he, still goes? He, oh, Roach, come on. That's well, right. I don't watch commercial television. No, since? You got sacked. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Hey, we've got seriously, the, Big Brother still exists? Yeah, it's coming back. Yeah, it had a little hiatus. It's been back for a few years. Well, I won't be plugging in the TV then. Oh, why not, Roach? No, I don't like those shows. I'm sorry, I don't. It's just life on steroids sort of thing. I don't it's need fun. that. Thank really? you. Oh, I, I agree with you. I'll probably watch it though. <laughs> oh, um, you, you are an absolute certainty to watch those no, things. No, no, you no, love no, all that always. reality. No, my Supposed si- reality no, My sister was watching that one last night. Like yes. We, we Which watched one last SAS. Night? Oh. Right? I enjoy that. Abby Holmes doing very well on that. Oh. Um, but there's this one where the, the, the children get their parents to date when they're single. And they sort of watch what they get up to. I find oh, that, I what find is this Brady Bunch sort of stuff? No, is no, it? no, no. Oh, well, maybe sort of rich, but uh, my sister loves that. She's into all that rubbish. I don't watch that. <laughs> do all that rubbish. I, I'm a survivor addict, though. I love now. It. Do you watch this because of the grueling nature Sass. of the activity, or do you go for that stuff whereby you watch to see who's going to knife whom? No, not in SAS. That doesn't work no, that, that way. No, that doesn't happen that way. Oh, which no, is the one that has people do all the? You got to. You know, pair up and you got to vote. A survivor people. has a little bit of skullduggery in it. Does it? Yeah, yeah. Right. yeah. You'd be good at that, Roach. <laughs> right. You've thrown a few people under the bus in your day. Um, <laughs> right. So uh, that's that's who we've got on the show. But of course, we're getting closer to the Melbourne Cup. We have our Melbourne Cup sweepstakes. Huge. This is. Yeah. All thanks to IGA. Uh, all you have to do is listen to our for our cue to call when you hear this. Don't ring now, but when you hear that in the next hour or so, and if you're one of the first five callers through, you get the opportunity to get a horse in the Melbourne Cup. And uh, if you get the winner, you get $500, $200 for second, $100 for third. That's in IGA vouchers. Mm. So stay listening for that. All righty, mm. Roots, let's jump in around the grounds. We'll do some AFL news first. Uh, and there was some good news coming out of Brisbane today. Well, there's more than good news in the sense that this is important news about the culture. I love this word, culture. Oh, it does my head in. But it does tell you something about Brisbane, doesn't it? Whereby Daniel Rich, 
did not leave Brisbane when there were the opportunity to go home to Western Australia to play for West Coast. Mm-hmm. He stayed true to them. And now he's reached the end of his career and he's staying there at Brisbane to work with a good friend of ours, Andrew Crowell, in their development program. The now, you would think, You would think, doesn't that tell you something about Brisbane where probably Daniel Rich could have easily just gone back to the West where there are great opportunities at West Coast again, yep. but he stays at Brisbane. Now, that's telling me. On and off the field, this football club that was a basket case when poor Michael Voss was told to work a miracle. Yeah, it's going back away, Roach. Yeah, but they've right. had a long journey to get to this point. Got a they've few done to good get, work. We've got a few to get yes. through. He's a good man. He's yep. much respected. Now, we told everyone about Oscar McDonald a week ago. I believe his future has been confirmed. He has a third club after being at Carlton, after being at Melbourne. He's now at Fremantle. He got I, there. I think that's good. Free agent. He's only Easy. 27 years of age. And uh, Sam Nay Smith, after a lot of injuries and going back to the VFL, is back in the big time. That's right. It's now to Richmond. Sydney, Port Melbourne, Richmond. So he backs up their ruck after they lost Ivan Soldo to Port. All right. We're here thanks to Hyundai, the all-new Hyundai Kona. Imagine to be bold. More of your text coming up next. You're attracting a lot of interest, Roach, when you reference Brasilia coffee. We'll leave it at that. The all-new Hyundai Kona is here. Bigger and bolder. Discover more at your local Hyundai showroom. A Balfour's in one hand and your team's colours in the other. Balfour's are for the game. You're listening to The Run Home with Kimbo and The Roots. On a Wednesday afternoon, glorious day outside, 19.4 degrees. We're here thanks to IGA Supermarkets, how the locals like it. Bit of interaction here via the text. Um, Oh, it's Mario, fair dinkum. Uh, They should bring back perfect match and find human dates for Rucci and Bumfluff Benny. Well, Bumfluff Benny's been shacked up now for well over 12 months. Very much in love, he is. Oh, not quite well over. You're quick to say that in my earpiece. All right, just embrace it, Benny. (laughs) 12 months then. (laughs) Getting a bit precious. Uh, And uh, Roach is still flying solo, but appreciate that, Mario. Uh, In the World Cup, last night, Roach, Pakistan kept their finals hopes alive. Yes, they won by seven wickets, chasing down Bangladesh's 204. So they're now fifth with six points, but have played seven matches. The interesting bit here is New Zealand, South Africa play tonight. Mm-hmm. This shapes a lot of what will happen for the top four. Mm-hmm. So currently the table has India, 12 points, unbeaten, mm-hmm. six games. South Africa, 10, but a superior run rate, which makes, as Barat told us, the India-South Africa game critical to deciding who's top. Then we've got New Zealand and Australia on eight points separated by run rates. Now, who do you want to win tonight, South Africa or New Zealand? I want South Africa to win. Mm, interesting. Well, why is that Interesting. Well, who, if you're going to predict into the future, Mm -hmm. if you want the first semi-final, do you want to play India when all the pressure is on them because of their history in this tournament and at home and so forth? Or do you want to play South Africa, who also have some jitters when it comes to semi-finals, particularly with Australia? See, I'm a little bit different. I just want to qualify. Well, then... So you never know what's going to happen, Rich. We, we could up, get upset by England, so I just think it's better oh, with a game difference. Knocked down New Zealand. Yeah, South Africa beat New Zealand. Let's just play it safe. But Pakistan are still well and truly alive. Here's mm-hmm. their captain, Babar Azam, talking about their finals hopes. Uh, yes, uh, we are uh, uh, trying to win all uh, the next two matches and then let's see where we are, uh, where we, where we are stand. Uh, and yes, uh, we were trying to add uh, that... Uh, uh, win and confidence in the next few matches. Mm. Have they been paid yet? 
the Packies. That's a very interesting situation. Apparently, they haven't been paid for about six months, some of the players. Amazing. There's a lot of unrest. Amazing. Mm, that could be. Some are saying that's why they're not performing that well. But look, our Diamond Girls. Yeah, but they're getting paid. Yeah. Thankfully. Well, they're getting paid for their national appearances. Yeah. Hey, uh, just on England's poor form, let's quickly hear Mike Gadding, former England captain. And whenever I say Mike Gadding, who do we think of? Shane Warren. G'day, Shane. It's been very hard work uh, watching as well, I have to say, uh, especially when a lot of the, I'd say, the, the, the smaller sides are, are beating us and, and, and outplaying us. It's uh, it's not been very good to watch. Um, so for me, it's... Uh, it's it's uh, trying to put on a brave face at the moment. You know, it, it's a bit of a done deal for for England. I'm afraid. I, I don't think even if they beat Australia, I'm not sure that they can e- they can still qualify. So, it's been been hugely disappointing, especially with the group of players they've had. It, I wouldn't say it's hard to put a finger on, but they just haven't made very many good decisions, and and they haven't played what I'd say smart cricket. Probably the approach that we've taken is has been a bit too gung ho. I mean. Um, you know, it's a long game, 50 overs. It's not T20. Um, and, you know, we seem to have been playing sort of T20 throughout and, mm. and sadly not getting the sort of runs that, that we need to. I suspect their confidence is a little low at the moment. Um, and, you know, we, we, we sort of sort of either bowl well and bat poorly or bat poorly and bowl well. And it, it's, you know, it's not been anything together. No, there's no, no togetherness and no, as I say, no good decisions being made throughout a game. Well, let's hope oh, the gat is wrong. Let's, ho- let's hope he's wrong, Rooch, and they actually bat poorly and bowl poorly. Mike, <laughs> this has been unifying England's performance. The rest of the world is enjoying it. Yeah, we're, we're loving it. I'm very nervous about Saturday night's uh, game. All righty, we'll take a break, Rooch. We're here thanks to Brasilia Coffee. Stay grounded, make the perfect cup of coffee with Brasilia Coffee. We love their support. We're going to talk about Sammy Kerr next. Uh, she couldn't win the Ballon d'Or, finished second, but she's taken out a big title overnight. We'll tell you about that very shortly. The all-new Hyundai Kona is here. Bigger and bolder. Discover more at your local Hyundai showroom. A Balfour's in one hand and your team's colours in the other. Balfour's are for the game. You're listening to The Run Home with Kimbo and The Rooch. 26 on a Wednesday. We're here thanks to IGA Supermarkets. How the locals like it. Quick apology. Benny Williams doesn't look after Ashton Moyer. He looks after a few of the other lads. We'll find out, Rooch. Some big breaking news. Yes. Aurelio Vidmar, our very own Aurelio, Mm -hmm. will be coaching Melbourne City after Rado Vidasic. Now, when you mutually agree to leave a job, it means you've been sacked, isn't it? Oh, after one round, two rounds, yeah. <laughs> but he got smashed. Yeah, he's six nil. Smashed it, yes, Aurelio is back in the A-League. Oh, I had a coffee with him about six months ago. I said, what are you going to do? And he was very particular and very, as he always is, tunnel vision. He said, when the right opportunity comes along. He repeated that last week to me. Did he? At Chivo too. All right, you win then. Uh, yeah, no, Sam, I know. Talking of winning. reinforcing the point. Talking of winning, Sam Kerr has taken out a big award overnight. Yes. So she was runner-up in the Ballon d'Or, the Golden Ball, the international award that every player wants, but she now has the Asian Football Kennedy Federation Women's Player of the Year Award for the second time. Won it for the first time in 2017. Now has it in 2022. And this is big. We know it's not the Ballon d'Or, but this is big. It's, yeah, it's big. It's You're the best player in this zone, this your region. Mm. But she is clearly one of the best players in the world, full stop. Yeah, and I think she's been third in the Ballon d'Or a couple of times. Uh, she spoke yesterday about being runner-up in mm. the Ballon d'Or. 
Yeah, it's amazing. Anytime an Aussie's nominated for that award, it's an amazing achievement. We're, you know, not one of the powerhouses of, you know, the footballing nations. So the fact that we're out there flying the flag for Australian football is amazing. And um, I think it's well deserved, to be honest. Yes, it is. All right. It and uh, we'll be speaking. A grand applause for Sam Kerr. Yeah, we'll be chatting to Alicia Canavis just after the 3.30 news route about their game against Chinese Taipei. Tonight, that gets underway at 9.30. Uh, we've got a couple of minutes, Rooch, before the news. Now, this one says, Hi, lads. Win, lose, or draw. Aaron Phillips is going to go out a winner on Saturday. Mm. But how nice would it be if the Power Girls got up for her? Yes. Uh, they play GWS. They're a chance. Uh, whatever honours the AFL bestow on her in future, it will be well-deserved. How lucky are Port fans? We got to see her dad play, and now we get to see Aaron finish her career at Port. That's from Shane Kelly. How many will get there, Roach? Full house, I would hope. How many I'm not is sure what a full house is at that environment because of all the redevelopment. Because, you know, that yep. uh, eastern side of the ground's got the new... So 6,000? Uh, I'm trying to remember what they... Remember when it started, they had a capacity, what was it, seven, seven and a half? Right. Fill yeah, it so up. Fill go it back, up. Go yeah. back Whatever to the, the capacity is, fill it up. Go back to that first grand final at Footy Park when Max Bashir was letting everyone sit on the grass. No, that was 76. All right. That was the third one. Third one. Well, you know what I mean. That was Lee Wicker, not Max did that. Oh, I think Max had a bit to do with it, Rich. No, Max was counting was the money. Friend. Lee was making sure the gates didn't close. The, the police said we're going to have to close the doors for safety yeah, reasons. And uh, Max and said, yes, I understand. Then he went to Lee. He said, get them open again. Get them open, that's right. All right, news coming up. Then we're going to talk about the world game and the Matildas with Alicia Canavas. Hyundai Kona is here. Bigger and bolder. Discover more at your local Hyundai showroom. A Balfour's in one hand and your team's colours in the other. Balfour's are for the game. You're listening to The Run Home with Kimbo and The Rooch. We're thanks to IGA Supermarkets supporting women in sport. Just a reminder, after 4pm, Natalie Hurst, the coach of the Adelaide Lightning, will join us. Their Women's National Basketball League kicks off tonight at home. They take on the Melbourne Boomers. Finished seventh last year. It was a disappointing season. They'll be looking to improve on that. Uh, Not much improvement needed from our Matildas. They've been very good. Maybe our next guest, who was a tipping genius during the World Cup, Roach... May have been a little off their game when no, we spoke to I think you're being far week. too harsh. Am I really? Yes, because anyone who looked at Australia-Philippines in the lead-up to this game would say the Philippines, six months leading up to this Olympic qualifier, did suggest this would be the toughest match. You are too nice. I'm not as nice as you, Roach. Former Matilda, Alicia Canavas, part of the SEN family, we love her dearly, said it would be a tight game. We won 8-0. Hello, Alicia. Oh, tell him, oh, tell him oh, to get I'm stuffed. I'm my game. Oh, no. <laughs> lift! Performance. I watched the goals roll in, and I was like, 
excited, but I thought of you guys actually. I was like, damn it, you know, my tips, my tipping prowess is, is flawed now with that eight nil demolition. It was it was great to watch. Oh, I know all the pressure. You did say that uh, we'd beat Iran three nil. We were two nil there. It could have mm. easily been three. Um, did it surprise yeah. you against the Philippines? Uh, yes, it did. Like in terms of the cohesion, um, obviously we're familiar with that starting eleven, right? That Tony mm. sort of produced for that match. Uh, very, very familiar players on the pitch, but I actually think that's the best I've seen them look together, mm. like co- cohesion-wise, um, for a very long time. I know it was against the Philippines, which, look, all in all, we expected to beat, even if it was difficult, but um, 8-0, uh, that, that would take nothing away from the Philippines. That is pure class that they were up against with the quality of the passing, the quality of the finishing, um, I guess the telepathy between the players, you could just see it. It was The girls were on and it was really, really great football to watch. Mm. So the second round of this Olympic qualifying zone system towards Paris next year finishes mm. with Chinese Taipei. So Australia's won the past eight. It has 47 wins against Chinese Taipei. It hasn't lost to them since 1989. Oh. Yeah. You wouldn't think there would be a slip-up, would you? No, I don't no. expect there to be a slip-up. We're hearing about personnel changes. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe Emily Van Egmont's gone back to her club, as has Ellie Carpenter gone back to Lyon. Um, so we expect to see some changes, which I think is a healthy thing. It's a good thing to yep. get the rotation going again. Um, but, yeah, I expect us to be quite clinical again against Chinese Taipei. Alicia, let me ask you a silly question. Who are the two best players in the Matilda squad? Mm. Two best. Oh, that is a tough question. Two best. Um, look, I've, I've been speaking about Caitlin Ford for a long mm. time, pre-World Cup in particular, and for club and country, she's been fantastic, and her performance against the Philippines was sensational, just really, really clinical and sharp. She looks excellent. Um, so at the moment, Caitlin Ford is up there for me. Um, second player, it's a tough one. I, look, I have to say Claire Hunt. I, I have to put her up there. She's, Ahead of Sam Kerr. Yeah, you know what? For what she's achieved wow. in a very short space of time, and her def- like without this, I guess the solid defence, right, makes mm. it very difficult for our attacking players to get involved. If the defence is flawed, it changes the game completely for any team. So, I think the injection of Claire Hunt, albeit through the injury of Polkinghorne and, and Kennedy, has been a masterclass from her coming into that role in the centre centre of defence and and just stepping up and like didn't miss a beat the whole World Cup and I think she's still been quite good and on form. So they'd be my two, top end of the park and at the back end of the park. That is a staggering answer, but a brilliant one. And Caitlin Ford has been directly involved in 19 goals across her last 15 appearances, 11 goals herself and eight assists. But uh, I asked the question and that caught me on the hop because Sam Kerr took out another award, the Asian uh, Football Confederation Women's Player of the Year Award, uh, and that's a mighty achievement. But... uh, She's third in your pecking order in the Matildas. Yeah, and look, I shouldn't take too much skin off Sam. I mean, she's, she is Sam Kerr, right, for a reason. Mm. The name is now synonymous worldwide. But, um, look, she's, she's well briefed in the Matildas, I guess, from a youngster, right? She's had so much experience and yeah. come through the ranks from a very young age. So I think 
naturally with success becomes a bit of expectation. So take nothing away from Sammy. Yes, she'd be my number three. I'll give mm. her that. But um, look, she's having such wonderful success still, right? The AFC Player of the Year is fantastic. She was second in the Ballon d'Or on Monday morning as well um, over in Paris, which is people still say, should she have won the Ballon d'Or? And it's always arguable. But to be in the top three on the planet is just sublime. And uh, she goes from strength to strength. And I really look forward to seeing what she can do next year at the Olympics as well. Alicia, from the World Cup to this Olympic qualifier, is something consolidating with the way in which the Matildas are playing, or is there a new edge? What has emerged from the two games you've seen? A bit of both. I think with the changes in the first game against Mm. Iran, um, people will argue that it was a little bit clunky, and and that's to be expected. When you make changes to personnel, it's all about getting that cohesion and getting the the chemistry going between the the players that are on the pitch, but... Mm. What I did like to see was with Claire Wheeler, Amy Sayer, Alex Chidiak. I think their injection is very positive. Um, so I think we're on, on the precipice of some sort of change um, in the terms of the Matildas. There's obviously depth on our bench, uh, which is exciting. But um, when we go back to our natural starting 11, which we've seen quite consistently, we can see how efficient that now looks. Um, that also comes with, I think, a bit of confidence off the back of the World Cup, right? You, yeah. you have... I'd imagine coming fourth in a World Cup, mm. a home World Cup at that, making a semi-final, that's huge. So as a team and as a unit, you draw a lot of confidence from that. So we've got this this double-edged sword of wonderful players and experienced players and very cohesive players. They've been around and playing together a long time. But this, this new fresh energy coming through as well, which I think is excellent. And we saw Claire mm. Wheeler get on, yeah. on the board as well, which I think is really cool. Uh, we spoke last week and you mentioned Courtney Vine being one of the few players that still just plays locally and not overseas. How important yeah. is it for our girls to be playing overseas to make a decent living, but also to go to the next level? As much as we'd yeah, like to yeah. keep them here. Oh, yeah. Look, I and I am a huge advocate of trying to, to lift our league to keep them here, right? It's, it's mm. no easy feat because it comes with investment and mm. a few other factors there as well. But, um, look... For them to go to the next level, Tony Gustafsson spoke of it a lot. Um, he wanted players, when he came into the coaching realm, to step up and go overseas and try and play in the best clubs week in, week out to improve the level and the standards so that they're playing against the best week in, week out, which makes sense. Um, does that sort of detract from our league? Yes, it does, because we'd also like to see our players coming home and adding not only quality to our league, but value mm. as well. Uh, when they come home, they also draw a lot of international players with them, um, which is almost like you think about leagues being magnets when you see a few of the best sort of floating around different leagues that attract certain players. So I think there's a need to have Matildas, active Matildas, playing in our current league. Um, we can see Kaya Simon is back in, Lydia Williams, um, you know, some of those players are on the, on the brink of retirement. But I think a player like Courtney Vaughan, it's really special to still have her playing in Sydney, um, where she's always really applied her craft for the most part, a little bit up here in Brisbane for the role. But it's it's a really uh, important thing for the A-League to have Matilda around help. playing. Alicia, help us with what happens with the third round. So we'd expect Australia to win Group A, Japan to win Group yeah. C. Group B is interesting, yeah. whether it's one of the Koreas or China. But then how do yeah. they decide of the four teams that are going to be in the third round? How do they decide the pairings of who plays who in the home and away and then decide the two that go to Paris? 
your guess is as good as mine at oh, the moment. No. I've actually got off, got off the phones this afternoon to a couple of colleagues who've been in and about the A-League, and we were literally dissecting this point about how it falls and how, oh, how? how it will fall. The likelihood is that I think we're going to end up playing Japan. No, I didn't want to hear that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we were just talking about this, having a little lunchtime catch-up, and I, I think we'll end up meeting Japan. And that can will that be... Hi, it's... Look... Let me come back to you on that. That'll be next week's news. Yeah, so I'll come no, back to you I'm, on I'm that. intrigued as to how, how they're going to do this. I mean, I, yeah, I would get uh, it if, you know, you had four groups and then you could just say, okay, we'll draw them from the group winners from a hat. Yeah. And, but when you're going to have three group winners and a runner-up, how does this work? Yeah, and this is, look, it's a different setup to World Cup qualification, yeah. Olympic qualification. So leave that little nugget with me. I, yeah, okay. I in our discussions, saw it as, Japan is where we'd end up, which is a challenge, right? Like, make no mistake, Japan are always a... a we saw them in the World Cup. They're a, an exceptional team. They're a tough outfit. Um, and that will be our challenge come February, should things fall that way. But that doesn't um, make sense. Surely you have no, the two well, best performers from this round avoid each other in the third round. That would be nice. Yeah. Well, That's sort it out. Not. Sort it out for us. Will you? <laughs> we'll get back to you next week. Let's take this in a different yeah, direction. Uh, Australia finished w- a fourth in the recent World Cup. Tony Gustafsson, mm-hmm. um, I wouldn't say he's been a polarising figure, but he's attracted his criticism mm-hmm. during his tenure. Now, the reach is a world game tragic, uh, as opposed to myself. <laughs> now, I thought Tony Gustafsson did a wonderful job. Sam Kerr, the way she was injured and managed her, and to finish where they yep. did. Out of 10, I said to Roach last week, it was an innocent question. How did you rate his performance? He gave him a 6.5. I thought that was harsh. I thought at worst it'd be 7.5 or 8. How did you rate his performance or how would you rate it out of 10? Look, I have to... I'm not far off Roach. Oh! I I think... (laughs) uh, I'm not... I wouldn't say it's a 6.5. Look, I'm going to have 7. I'm going to give him a little bit more. Splitting hairs. I don't... Yeah, we are. I, I could go six and a half. I'll go seven. Mm. I I think Tony was good. Um, I think obviously they had strategy in and around the, the management of, of injury, particularly mm. Sam Kerr. I definitely questioned some of his selections mm. uh, and the lack of utilisation of the bench. I think it cost us dearly in certain sections of the mm. park. Um, would that have changed the game against England? I we, we will never know, no. right? Um, but our girls were tired. By the time mm. they got to that match in the semi-final, they had run kilometres, I would argue, they've never run before yep. in a major tournament. And it's exhausting. You, your body can't keep producing at, at the level that's demanded of you. And when you, But you saw against England, they, they were literally run off their feet. So that is my big question mark around the management of the players and the rotation or lack thereof during the World Cup. And that's why I go my flat seven. A flat seven. All right. Well, you're far yeah. more qualified than me to talk in this area. And so too is the Roach. But I would have thought we're a small fish in a very large pond when you look at experience and the opposition we're against and the player payments that they receive compared to what most of our girls get. Well, I wish you I, were my I, school teacher I and thought, did my grades. No, I would have had you expelled, Ruth. <laughs> You're a troublemaker. Um, all right, we need the prediction for tonight against Chinese Taipei. Okay, it's been a bit off, haven't I? Let's go 3-0. Let's okay. wrap it up with 3-0 three three Australia. Nil. Yeah. You don't want to go 4 or 5? No, we're a bit depleted now. No, we're a bit depleted. Exactly right. I think we've got some changes incoming and... Um, 
you know, a coach talking about maybe going to America. That's another conversation for another day. Mm-hmm. But um, I think I think I think we're a three nil team with some adjustments. Well, after yeah. he takes us to fourth in the World Cup, and everyone wants to give him a six and a half, I'd nick <laughs> off too. <laughs> You've run him out of town. Fair, fair. Uh, Alicia, always a joy to chat to you. Hopefully we can do it again uh, next week. Um, Yeah, we appreciate your time. No, cheers, guys. Thanks a lot, and we'll catch up soon. There we go. IGA Supermarket, Mm. supporting women in sport for great saves and local faves. Visit your nearest IGA dealer. I'm so thankful she went seven and didn't agree with you, Rooch. I split it. Yes, Kim. Six and a half. Eight and a half, that's for sure. Six and a half. Yes. Well, I said seven and a half, eight. Well, you're being generous. Fourth in a World Cup. You look at the quarterly around the world. Yes. And the programs and the facilities. Yes. Right. On that note, you can have your say. 0427 154 I got a tricky question. I'm glad you pointed out you weren't qualified for that. No, well, I'm not. I'm not, Rooch. As opposed to you, I'm not a buffet. Six and a half. You think you know bloody everything. everything. Let's get the mirrors out again. (laughs) What? (laughs) I buffet. I've just said. I'm no expert or not qualified in the world game. Mm. Yes. You think you're God. <laughs> um, we'll get the Lance. Oh, if from... I did, I'd be striking lightning in certain places, Kim. Yeah, it wouldn't be over here. I know that. You love me. All right, let's well, 348. <laughs> the all-new Hyundai Kona is here. Bigger and bolder. Discover more at your local Hyundai showroom. A Balfour's in one hand and your team's colours in the other. Balfour's are for the game. You're listening to The Run Home with Kimbo and The Rooch. Fifty-three on a Wednesday afternoon, currently 20 degrees outside. I think we've peaked. No, no, we haven't. We've got a lot more to give. I'm talking about the uh, temperature. Interesting, oh. though, with your views on Tony Gustafsson, and yeah. uh, we've known for some time now that America is interested in him yes. as being their national coach, yeah. so the uh, most powerful nation in the world, and arguably also in women's soccer, Yes, seem to think he's okay, but uh, you give him a six and a half. You asked me to rate his work during the World Cup. What I gave you. Well, I presume that they rated better than what you did to be pursuing him. Fine. Sometimes, you asked me a yeah, simple question. Uh, well, I gave you I a said, rating. No, I understand. No well, different to at times when you at Thebiton Oval played a game and I would have given you a rating of three, but that didn't mean I didn't rate you as a player. Um, I rated the performance, Kim. I, I don't think there would have been too many times <laughs> at, at Thebby. Like you would poke the bear. <laughs> no, not at Thebby. A few <laughs> other grounds, I think. Yes. Uh, Three may have been high on a few occasions. Actually, I'll make it Norwood Oval then. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. Mm. Got towed at Norwood a couple of times. Yeah, Sorry. but you know, I'm talking about performance of the World Cup, not his performance overall as a mm. manager. There were some issues at that World Cup, which I'm sure he would love to have again. Mm. But we're not all perfect, Kim, like you are. No, Roach, no, <laughs> you. I'm, I'm actually offering support. Don't try and twist it. You're sitting there and you're you know, all high and mighty at the moment with all the answers oh, and never been under that type of pressure in your life. I rate Never his... put your body on the line for your country or your club. Oh, no, that's unfair. Well, give me an example. I got towed up when I played for Drew University at New Jersey in a hockey match. In a hockey Badly match. Badly towed up. Matter of fact, I've still got the crack at the top of my head here, you see. That never prepared. We got a text coming through from a teammate. He said that was through your own inability and your awkwardness. 
George Fiacci said that about me one day, Woodville High, <laughs> when he knocked George. me out in a game there. Did he? Mm, yes. <laughs> Little George, he's not shy. Uh, hi, guys. He, now, did, here he we didn't go. miss, I'll tell you that day. Good on you, Georgie, number four. Uh, hi, guys. Lance here from Birkenhead. Yes. Can you please, just for once, answer my Pardon? text message? Lance, we read them all out. Um, I haven't seen this one before. Apologies if you've seen it before. Can Port... Port's AFLW team get Lauren Young in the draft period. I hope so. I think she's on our academy list. Roach, I got you to check it up during the ad break. Yeah, the answer is yes. Now, Lauren Young had the unfortunate knee injury at West Adelaide. She is part of Port Adelaide's next generation academy. It eventually gets the pathway to Port Adelaide's AFLW team. Okay. You can bank that one in. I know nothing is ever 100% certain in sport. All right. But I'll give you 99.9%. There's no doubt in my mind she'll be at Port Adelaide's AFLW team. Okay. She must be pretty good then. Hopefully we've good. answered the question. Uh, this one says, I don't know what the relevance is here, but if Ruchi went speed dating, the only word you would hear from the woman, women would be, next. <laughs> that, that appealed to me. Um, you guys are like 12-year-olds arguing. Holidays, early possibility. Oh, I'd love it if we could. We've got the 24th. Hey, we could go on holiday for the next year. We'd still argue with yeah, Well, we don't argue we have that differences much. of opinion. That's yeah. life. Yeah. I yeah. mean, this is a man who thinks coffee is milk with a dash of coffee I in appreciate. It. I have my coffees rather weak, Roach. Weak? Yeah, uh, but I don't owe 16 like you do. Hey, boys. As Port Adelaide AFLW need a new number one next season, yes. I'm hoping Ebony O'Day gets the gig, plays the right way, tough as nails, mm. ideal candidate. Okay. Phil, we spoke to Ebony. Yeah. Uh, Who's the next captain? Yeah, last week. Uh, the fertiliser King Rucci is too busy writing award-winning articles to watch television. Ethel from Ethelden. Now, you Thank wrote you, a Ethel. lovely article about Erin Phillips. Thank you. Appreciate that. I haven't read it, but I, I saw there were some yeah, compliments yeah, yeah, uh, some, from that. I appreciate right. everyone who is responding to that. Thank you for that. All right. It's but that uh, is one of the easiest stories to write, Kim. Yeah. What what a story. Well, I hope sport. it was that easy. I hope you didn't charge the club, Rich. I didn't. I didn't. Boy, I was so close to swearing then. <laughs> I didn't. I'm out of contract. I did it free. Out of love and respect for Aaron Phillips and Greg as well. Well, Good on you. I'm not like you. I'm not a mercenary. <laughs> Bullshit. <laughs> Tiles. We're not arguing, by the way. Yeah. We're just having a bit of fun. Beaumont right. Tiles is giving away a trip for two to American footy's biggest game. It's worth over $70,000. Just shop in store at Beaumont's before November the 12th, and you're in with a uh, chance. And I'd take you, Kim. And C's applies. Well, but I you wouldn't that. take me. No, if you won it and you invited me, I would go with you. But if you won it? No, <laughs> not, a chance, not a chance in hell. I tell you, if you want to win $500 in the Melbourne Cup, though, yes. you've, got, you've got to be listening to the cue to call. It could happen any time. Oh, right. Just put your headset back on. We're still on air, you dork. <laughs> You thought you were going on a break. I thought you would go to a commercial after that. No, well, what's the time? Oh, I've never worried about the time. <laughs> Isn't that the truth, Roach? <laughs> well, hey, let's, uh, let's have a listen to... Um, hey, look, we've had a number of texts about Clayton Oliver, all right? Oh, yes. So um, yes. he was doorstopped by Channel 7, I think it was. Uh, here he is talking about uh, the frustration that the stories about him have resurfaced again. I'm a bit fucked, yeah, it's resurfaced again. 
Uh, I thought it should have all been put to bed. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. Uh, there's obviously a few issues on my behalf that are fair enough. But, um, yeah, I don't know why it's sort of come out again. Were you open to a trade? Uh, if they didn't want me. Um, yeah. Obviously, I didn't want to leave. Love the boys, love the club, and love Goody. Goody's always looked after me, had my back, and sort of, yeah. He's always brought me pretty hard, but in a good way, he always wants the best out of me. He probably does to everyone. Um, yeah, I probably owe my career to him, so I'd never leave someone who's been so loyal to me. There's certainly been a lot of rumours, innuendo and speculation about Clayton Oliver, but this is he tidying up the seizure that he had, which ended up with him going to hospital. Oh, it's been a little bit stressful. It usually doesn't get to me. I take medication for my ADHD, so I've been talking to doctors about that for a while and <clears throat> sort of been lightheaded and high heart rate. That sort of affects me a fair bit and I sort of fainted that day off the Watt bike. I was in bed sleeping at Joel's and got up to get, to, yeah, to get a drink and then so the next thing I was sort of on the ground. Now that he's spoken, Roach, maybe some of this stuff will go away. I doubt it. L- really? Yeah. No, if he just lets his footy do the talking, doesn't get involved in any other wow, incidents. Well, then that changes the script. Yeah, but you journalists, you, you, you'd find a reason, wouldn't you? It's four o'clock. Nat Hurst coming up next. You. The all-new Hyundai Kona is here. Bigger and bolder. Discover more at your local Hyundai showroom. A Balfour's in one hand and your team's colours in the other. Balfour's are for the game. You're listening to The Run Home with Kimbo and The Rooch. Just after four o'clock on a beautiful Wednesday afternoon. Currently 21 degrees outside. Ripping day and we're here thanks to IGA Supermarket supporting women in sport. Well, Roots, the WNBL season kicks off tonight. So the Adelaide Lightning will be centre stage when they take on the Melbourne Boomers at the Adelaide 36ers Arena. Our girls finished seventh last season. Say Fair that to say. quietly. Say yeah, that very quietly. Seventh last season. Uh, a tad disappointing mm. to find out how they're going to shoot up the ladder. Let's welcome their coach Natalie Hurst. Hello Nat. Hello, how are we going? Not bad, it all starts again. <laughs> it does, I don't know about that intro boys, seventh, uh, you just gave me some bad memories. Oh, I know. <laughs> Hopefully we'll create some new good ones. Well, Nat, we left you, we went on holidays, holidays and yep. we had great optimism for what was going to happen in January. What what transpired? Oh don't bring it up, Rich, we brought no. it up in bloody March when we came back. I know, but what happened? <laughs> Let's I forget think I've about unpacked it. that enough. Yeah. I think I've uh, left it behind. So I've got no okay. answers for January last year. Let's just look forward. Yep. I agree. Let's right. let's let's look forward. <laughs> hey, it one, it's an honour to kick off the season. Pardon? It's an honour to kick off the season. Well, look, the the girls have put in a great, you know, seven, eight weeks preseason. They're just ripping to get out in the court tonight. So it is, I'm glad that we're first up. Uh, we're ready to go. And yeah, hopefully we come out with a lot of energy. And All right, a lot of new faces too. Yeah, let's go to the obvious. How do you improve? Who have you recruited over the uh, off season? Yeah, look, we've uh, been lucky enough to bring Brianna Turner back. Uh, I was lucky enough to play with her in my last season. She was a rookie then. Um and, you know, third in, in MVP votes back then. Um, she comes back in. She's worked on her skill set. But I think the biggest thing for me is her maturity and her leadership. Mm. She's just grown in leaps and bounds in the last kind of four to five years. Um, so getting her back in is a big get for us. Uh, Jocelyn Willoughby, our other import, uh, MVP for Sydney Flames last year. So another big get, someone that can play offense and defense. So both ends of the floor, she's tough as. She's got great size. Uh, so that's our imports. Um and then I think the next one we're probably going to be looking and talking about is Izzy Bourne. Uh, 
Canberra kid, uh, just back from a college at Nebraska, had a wonderful four-year career. Um, and I think she's shown her worth already in preseason. She's just, she's strong, she's big, she's quick, she's athletic. Uh, she can shoot the basketball. And, yeah, I think she's going to be one that's going to pop up on some teams. Uh, 188 centimetre forward. Uh, what about Elizabeth Tonks? Yeah, Tonksy. I've worked with Tonksy for the last kind of three to four years in Canberra uh, with, you know, in, in, in MBL1. Uh, I love Tonksy. Uh, I was so happy that we were able to, you know, get her from Canberra over to Adelaide. She's mm. smart. She's yeah. a big guard. Uh, she play, Again, someone that plays both ends of the floor. Um, and she knows exactly what I'm looking for. You know, we've, we've had that connection, like I said, for the last three or four years. So that was a big get for us. And I, I think it just gives us, a, you know, a solid backup point guard and can play some two as well. When you say she's a big guard, she's 173. So she's not big. Is that uh, basketball vernacular? Does she play big or that, something? Plays big. I'm talking about her shoulders and she's going to love that. Oh, so I right. hope she's listening. She's big and strong. I mean, and compared to, you know, the little point guards in the league, she's definitely got, you know, size and strength. So Nat, it's new. They all have to gel. What have you learned in the preseason? Is is this working? I mean, the girls, they, they've bought into to what, you know, myself and the other staff have, have brought in. Mm. Uh, our first thing to do when we brought the group together, we actually went away for a couple of days. Okay. Uh, we didn't even start on the court. We wanted to build the chemistry, uh, start to talk about our values, what this team's going to look like. And I feel like that's helped us build connections on the court, but it's the off-court stuff that really, really gets those connections going. And I feel like we've done a, a much better job this season in trying to encourage mm. and build that trust within the girls off the court because that, that'll just show on the court. Uh, Roach is a bit of a fossil. You've probably worked that out. He hates the term organic growth. I'm a believer in organic growth. And and you've got youngsters like Isabel Borlase, who we spoke about infinitum last year after a ripping start, and uh, Taylor Brazel as well. So the youth, the experience they've grabbed from last year and gained uh, should hold them in good stead? Yeah, look, Izzy, you know, she had a breakout season in a rookie year and you don't often get that. But, you know, she's a she's a born superstar. She's She still hasn't scratched the surface of what she can be. Um, we've seen her improve in the off-season I think a little bit of time off for her. She had, you know, she was injured at the end of last season, but I think a little bit of time away from basketball was actually really good for her. Um, and she's come back more hungry than she was last year. Um, Brazzy obviously had an ACL last season, uh, managed to get herself back into some NBL one and then um, made the world 19 team. So I think that went a long way to building her confidence to coming into WNBL and it's definitely rolled over into preseason uh, for us. So we're looking, you know, for, I don't want to put, you know, say that she's going to have a massive breakout season like Izzy did last year because mm. that was incredible what Izzy did. But Brazzy is definitely going to turn some heads, that's for sure. That I'm always fascinated when a new group's brought together because I look at the coach and say, have you built the game plan for the talent you've got or did you go get the talent for the game plan you want to play? So which one is this one folding for you? More complex question. Oh, look, <laughs> I, you know, I really thought about this kind of stuff in the off-season mm. and went away and tried to learn and, and thought about where we went right and, you know, where our massive gaps were. And I think for me, what really uh, said to me what the game plan we need is when we sign Brianna. Um, okay. Because yep. she's such a great passer and she's so smart, I feel like we need to put a game plan around, mm. you know, putting the ball in her hands and having her make decisions from the five spot. I'm not saying that we don't have, you know, other smart players, yep. but it, it just her skill set is would be crazy for us to not run stuff through her. Mm, okay, makes sense. All righty, so the season kicks off tonight at Adelaide 36's Arena. Are you happy to be back there playing? 
we're happy, man. Like I said, the girls have been, they've put in a solid seven weeks there, just ready to get out there and in front of our fans and get this season going. All I right. see uh, that you've taken on what has become very popular in other sports, Indigenous jerseys. And a good friend of ours, Paulie Vandenberg, who used to be at Port Adelaide, has been involved in your design. How does it look on the team? Yeah, we've had this design for the last three seasons now. We love it. The girls love wearing it, what it represents. And we're lucky we're getting Paul in tomorrow to talk us through a few mm. things and, and just really, you know, help us to understand, you know, the message and all that kind of stuff that goes behind it. So we're really lucky we've got Paul here in Adelaide. Abby Billow, you know, is a big driver of that. So, yeah, we're looking to – we're excited to get him in tomorrow to have a chat to the girls. Okay, look forward so to seeing it. We know you've got a busy afternoon and uh, the game's not far away, but you've got a round one double header on Sunday. You take on uh, Canberra, um, the UC Capitals. Uh, are you happy with that start of the season? Get right into yeah, it. Yeah, super get happy. Right get yep. right into it. We are, you know, we want to we want to play games. I know the girls want to play games rather than train. So we're just we're just happy to get stuck into it. Whatever it looks like, we're just you know going to take the challenge ahead. All right. Well, the Adelaide Thirty Sixers Arena. It's got a capacity crowd of about seventy two hundred. Roach, it'd be nice if five or six thousand went down there tonight. It's a beautiful uh, night to get fill out and about. Get down there and support our Lightning girls. Nat, we wish you all the best tonight and on Sunday and for the rest of the year. I'm sure we'll be talking throughout the season. Thanks, fellas. Good to talk to you. Yeah, Thanks, Nat. Hurst, always <laughs> up and about. It was a tough year last year. It showed a lot of promise at different stages, Roach, but uh, they just didn't quite have the depth. And what about that? We went through all that discussion and didn't even mention their superstar, Steph- Steffi Talbot. Well, that looks like it's a very much a restock lightning side, isn't it? All right. We've got yeah. a bit coming up new, today. New. Uh, Roach, uh, Ashton Moyer will be joining us after 4.30. Uh, a lot of talk about him, a talented forward, did a little bit of training with the Adelaide Crows. Will they pick him up in mm. the draft? We'll find out a little bit more after 4.30. That chat was thanks to IGA Supermarkets, supporting women in sport. For great saves and local faves, visit your nearest IGA. The all-new Hyundai Kona is here. Bigger and bolder. Discover more at your local Hyundai showroom. A Balfour's in one hand and your team's colours in the other. Balfour's are for the game. You're listening to The Run Home with Kimbo and The Rooch. Sixteen, we're here thanks to IGA Supermarkets. How the locals like it. Uh, mm. We wish Nat Hurst and the team all the very yes. best uh, tonight, Roots. Let's hope they can get off to a good start. Uh, Mario's chipped in, Roots. You'll like this. It's an oxymoron having the slowest man on earth talking about lightning. Oh, boom, boom. Then there's a text. The number finishes 952. Now, look, if you don't like the show, if you don't like me, don't listen. Don't put yourself through that stress, all right? There's other stations out there. All right? We don't need haters. Nick off. And oh. What? No, Roach, we're not here okay. to cop that. You know, we have our banter because we have fun. But, uh, no, that uh, 952, we've got your number. You do it every now and again. Um, Roach, some breaking news from Brizzy. Remember during the final series, people were asking, would Dane Zorko put up the boots and say bye-bye? Hang up, hang up. Hang up, you know what I mean. Yep. He didn't Um, like those questions. No, he didn't. And he has good reason now to say, well, why were you asking? Because he has signed a one-year contract extension at Brisbane and is saying, I'm really happy to be going around again with a group that has so much potential and that is on the cusp of achieving something special. Mm. Well, I hope you do. 
For three years I've been tipping Brisbane. Yeah. Well, it's the same as Bokey as well. Um, yep. But uh, Zane Dorco had a better year than Bokey. Yes. But we hope Bokey uh, is 100% for next mm. year. Those ribs were certainly a problem for a lot of the season. Yes, hey, Rooch, uh, on Tuesday, Wednesdays and Thursdays, best gig in the world, Bixie and Walsh, you can hear them between 6 and 8.30. Who manages them? Uh, well, I don't know. We need to find out. Um, <laughs> they had Matthew Clark on this morning, and it was interesting to hear the doc talking about the impact that Aaron Phillips yes. not only had at the Crows, but on the AFLW competition. There's no doubt that, particularly in those early years, you know, you needed some champions to, to, for people to look and say, oh, wow, that's, that's what it could be like. Uh, and in those first few seasons, she was, you know, head and shoulders above the competition. Um, and, and it kind of, you know, led the way. It was the, it was, she was the torchbearer. And now, you know, when I look at the, the games that are getting played now, you know, there's lots of Erin Phillips out there or players of her, you know, standing. But there, there wasn't when it first started. So the way that she led the competition uh, and, and showed the way in those years was great. And then from my perspective, clearly, uh, I came in a couple of years in um, and just, you know, just the will to win, the competitive nature, the, the willingness to, like her body is, shouldn't, she shouldn't have been playing really for the last four or five years, but she just, uh, she just wanted and willed herself to, to be able to keep competing and you know, for, for our team, for our club. Um, that resulted in some success, which we, which you know, we're obviously very appreciative of. Right. It was interesting when Erin uh, was asked. You were at the press conference about her highlights and the special moments in her sporting career, and the one that you picked out, with all she achieved in basketball as well, was that first grand final. Yeah. Just running out on the Adelaide Oval. They were down under the stands, as you know, and to all of a sudden come out and see the place chock a block yep. with fifty-two thousand. It's amazing fans. that day. Now, let's make some decisions. In five years, Aaron Phillips, automatic entry to the Australian Football Hall of Fame, correct? You have to wait five, do you? As a retired player, five okay. years. Automatic, no doubt. Unanimous vote. Agreed? Yep. Right. Happy. AFLW medal. Aaron Phillips medal? Oh, well, I think there's also a very good case for Daisy Pearce. So I don't know what other medals you can give, but uh, if there were two people, and then there were people well before her that, played a significant role in getting women's football up and about, but don't get the credit for it. Mm. But, yeah, I, I would say Daisy and Erin. I said before, I don't, I don't know. Look, we're biased. We yep. love Erin. But if it's if it's the Phillips uh, Pierce medal, that would be pretty special still. Best on ground in the grand final, the Norm Smith equivalent. Erin Phillips, if you don't do the best and fairest. Yeah, or vice versa with Daisy. Be all right, wouldn't it? Well, Aaron's won two best on ground in a grand final. Oh, well, which would you rather her have? I'm asking you, which one is the one that has the greatest? Which is the main? I, if, would, if think, it's I the... would prefer her to have the best player of the year. Yeah, Brownlow. I think so. Yeah. I think so. I agree with him. Uh, her coach, Lauren Arnell, uh, spoke about Erin as well today. She was on with Bixon Walsh. They had a busy show uh, talking about what a nice way it would be to finish the season if they could get the points. You know, just to finish the season at Alberton and Erin's and career is, is hugely exciting for us. And, you know, we have been chasing that win since we came back from 20 points down against St Kilda on the road. Um, it feels like an eternity ago. And, yeah, we certainly... The message throughout this season, while we haven't had the wins and losses, is we certainly think we're capable. We just haven't been able to piece it together. And so, you know, we'll put absolutely everything that we possibly can again into this week and, and hopefully be able to send slip off in the right way. Yeah, let's hope they get a huge crowd. Just quickly, let's hear from Clarkie again talking about the finals race. 
the interesting thing this season is the depth of the competition has increased. So it probably stretches down a little bit further than the than the top four this year, which has perhaps not been the case in the past. So I think it, going into this final round, I think there's 13 teams still mathematical chance. Probably in reality, it's more like nine or ten. And and within that that um, that ten, there's probably on any given day, it's getting to that point as as we see in men's footy, where on any given day, anyone can knock you over or or, or vice versa. So. It's going to be a cracking final series, Rich. We need to get into a break. Oh, look, doesn't that make you feel warm and fuzzy? We're getting a lot of texts saying, Nick off, 952. <laughs> yeah, seriously, though, don't put yourself through the torment. If you don't enjoy someone or a show, there's other options out there, all right? Don't be a hater. They might be a greater torment, though. <laughs> no, go, go. <laughs> it's 422. The all-new Hyundai Kona is here. Bigger and bolder. Discover more at your local Hyundai showroom. A Balfour's in one hand and your team's colours in the other. Balfour's are for the game. You're listening to The Run Home with Kimbo and The Roots. 428, we're here thanks to Hyundai, the all-new Hyundai Kona. Imagine to be bold. Beautiful day outside, 19.9 degrees. Roots, you posed the question earlier in the show to the supporter bases here in South Australia, whether you're Crowsport, whoever you're Barrack for, who would you like to play in round one? Right, and I must tell you that this year, Adelaide and Port Adelaide will not play GWS, nor Sydney, nor Collingwood, nor Melbourne, nor Richmond, nor Carlton, nor Gold Coast, nor Brisbane in the first round. Right, they're all they're playing Because they're all locked up north. away for the NRL absentee game. Okay, so this text doesn't really apply, but you can have your say. Hey, guys, round one is always a lottery, so you are better off picking the hardest away game and try and pull off an upset. Right. Brisbane in Brisbane, for an example. Can't do that. Collingwood in Melbourne, etc. The league is talking about Richmond and Carlton opening round two after playing round one. So as a Port fan, I say, give me Brisbane at the Gabba and try and surprise them early. That's from Matt. Sorry, Matt. Can't have that one. Can't have Brisbane it. will be playing Carlton. Mm. And you said, would you rather play away or at home? Home, yeah. So I that would... text message answers that question. Yeah, I would take a home game, Rooch. Right. Get off to a good start. And uh, given those sides that you said, um, who's that leave then? Carlton would be great. No, you can't. You can't have them playing in the northern game. Yep, yep, yep. So Uh, it looks like it could be the West Australians will cop. Well, that or Western Bulldogs or Geelong. St Kilda, Geelong, North Melbourne. You'd like a blockbuster, but you want a W. You want a win. Yes. All right. News coming up. Then we're going to talk to a young lad that may get drafted. His name is Ashton Moyer. The all-new Hyundai Kona is here. Bigger and bolder. Discover more at your local Hyundai showroom. A Balfour's in one hand and your team's colours in the other. Balfour's are for the game. You're listening to The Run Home with Kimbo and The Roots. Nearly 4.34, we're in the home straight and we're here thanks to Brasilia Coffee. Stay grounded, make the perfect cup of coffee with Brasilia Coffee. Well, this year's AFL National Draft gets underway on November the 20th to 21st with the pre-season rookie draft on the 22nd route. It's a nervous time for a lot of young players around Australia. Eight South Australians were invited to the AFL Combine. One of them was Ashton Moyer from Glenelg and he joins us now. G'day Ashton. 
Hey guys, how you going? Not bad at all. Thank you for jumping on the dog and bone. Now we just want to make sure, now that you're going to have your name up in spotlights, that we got it right. It's pronounced Moya. Moya, yep. Beautiful. Right, here's the next difficult question. Are you natural left-hander or right-hander? Natural right-hander. Natural foot left or right? (laughs) Yes, uh, Ah. both, actually. (laughs) Yeah. How did this, this happen? Interesting. We spoke to Tony Bamford yesterday and he spoke about your kicking and uh, the only person I can think of was Brian Cunningham many Magic. years ago mm. at Port Adelaide and Taylor Walker, very good on left or right, but if he has a set shot, he's always with his right. Mm. But yeah. you don't care. Where, how did this start? How did it all happen? Yeah, so I've always been able to, I guess, do it. I've been always doing it since I was, yeah, first started kicking a footy. Um, yeah, me and Dad would always just go to the Oval and... Uh, Make sure we always use both sides of the body, whether it's kicking or handballing or Ooh. even uh, playing basketball. It would always be you know, both sides of the body and just kept working on it. And now it's just, uh, yeah, second nature. Well, tell us about the family. Do you come no, from no, I sp- want to go back a bit here. Which kick is the better one, though, left or right? Oh, I don't really. Uh, there's no real difference wow. at all. It's all pretty much the exact same, yeah. How <laughs> blessed are you. All right. Well, he might have been blessed through his family genes. Well Tell us about uh, your background, Ashton. Do you come from a sporting yeah. family? Do you have brothers and sisters? Did mum and dad play sport? Yeah. Yeah. So mum and dad uh, grew up both doing taekwondo. So I reckon oh. that's where um, you were saying before. So you have to use both sides of the body there. So yeah. We won't do any bad genetic. reviews of you. You know, They'll be all good reviews. <laughs> yeah. We're not mucking around here. <laughs> Oh, yeah. But, um, yeah, so mum was actually lucky enough to uh, get to the Olympics in 2000 for Taekwondo. So I can't mess with mum. And, um, yeah, and I've got a younger brother uh, called Kobe who's doing, yeah, playing basketball and footy at the moment. But he's uh, pretty heavily focused on his basketball at the moment. He's doing pretty well for himself. So how's this process been for you? Uh, What are you doing now? Are you studying or are you fully focused on on football? You're in the workforce. Uh, What's happening at the moment in your life? Yeah, so I decided not to go to uni uh, this year just to focus on, on my footy and uh, just to start working. So I went back to Sacred Heart to work as an ESO, which has actually been really good. It's basically just like going back to school and um, just thinking of probably next year or the next couple of years uh, going to uni and uh, maybe studying like teaching or something like that, just like my mum. Oh, beautiful. Now tell us about your football. You're medium-sized forward. You're 188 centimetres, 85 kgs, so you've got a reasonable rig. Are you still growing? Uh, well, I think I might be done, but I'd love to get another couple of centimetres in. Yeah. So That'd be nice. Where would you see yourself playing if you were to be drafted, which we believe you will be? Where do you see yourself playing? Yeah, that's actually one of my strengths. I could actually see myself playing uh, just about anywhere, uh, just whatever the team uh, really needs. Uh, I can even play the half forward, uh, half back, or hopefully develop into a, even a midfielder or play on the wing and I can just see myself playing just about anywhere the coach wants me to play. Can so, you hang on? Can you hang on till draft pick seventy three? Then please, anyone Port We'll get to which clubs have spoken to you. We always get surprised oh. by this. Um, everyone talks about you're a prodigious talent. We don't want to embarrass you, but mm. uh, uh, this year wasn't perfect for you. You had a lot of niggling injuries. Yep. So how much did that affect you? And it, it may have put you down the draft order a little bit. Yeah, so it did uh, affect me yeah, a fair bit. Uh, it started pretty much uh, early April is when it really started niggling. And, um, yeah, it didn't really get, uh, I guess, fully over it until after the national championships, which is pretty frustrating. Obviously, it's a pretty important time, yeah. uh, the champs, uh, not only for personal performances, but for the team to try and win it. And uh, But, yeah, it did, it did affect me a fair bit, but I'm just really uh, grateful for the time 
that I've had after the season to get my body fully right and get back fit and strong. All right. Robbie Durazio is your uh, manager. How did that come about? Yeah, so um, Connor Sports, yeah, they uh, approached me, I reckon, in April 2022. Mm. And, um, yeah, had a chat with them and just thought instantly, yeah, well, they're the ones for me. Got along really well with them and uh, my family really loved them and, yeah, probably been one of the best decisions I've made. All right. How many clubs have you spoken with? I've spoken to just about everyone, every no, club, which is yeah, yeah. pretty good. All, all, all 18, have you? Yeah, just about, yeah. And, and, and which yeah. one did you go into the room most eager to meet? What was that, sorry? Which room did you go into most eager to meet? Which was your club of choice as a fan? Well, who did you barrack for oh, as a youngster? I'll go for West Coast. Ooh. Yeah. Well, they'd love different. to meet you. They would love to meet you. Yeah, it'd be nice to go there, but yeah, I just love the opportunity to go to anywhere just to... I know if I get there, I'll be able to just try and showcase what I can do and, yeah. So, Ashton, take us through, because a lot of people don't understand how all this works. So you've had 18 interviews. Have you had to go interstate or have all the clubs come to you over the last six months? No, so it's all a bit different. Like, sometimes clubs uh, come over to your house, um, either meet my family or just uh, have a chat with me. And I'll normally it'd be over Zoom if it's an inter state team. Yeah, okay. And I appreciate if you can't tell us some things. Uh, most people are quite transparent with it, but we fully understand. Has there been uh, one or two clubs that have been more in contact with you than others? Do you have an inkling of where you may go? Yeah, I actually have no idea where I'm going to go. I've spoken to um, a lot of clubs uh, a fair few times, like three or four times, which has been pretty cool. And uh, But that's the, that's the thing. I just I genuinely have no idea, which is a, gives a bit of mystery, but uh, it's frustrating. But Mm. Yeah, it's all, it's all good. And you're eager to go anywhere. Yep. Yeah. So it's a, it's a new world now. There's a lot of people at 18 years of age are still living at home, but uh, this is all part and parcel of being a professional athlete, isn't it? Oh, for sure. Yeah, that's um that's why it'd be really cool to have the opportunity to even move into state. Uh, my mum and dad did it uh, when they were growing up, uh, travelled the world and lived in different places. And I feel like if I was if I had that opportunity to do that, you know, I'd really thrive. Not only me as like a, as a person, but as a footballer as well. Okay, now, we know these interviews get deep and meaningful with clubs, and some of them have got the weirdest questions ever. And every year we ask a draftee, mm. which was the question you thought, "Why are they asking me that?" Yeah, it's a bit um bit odd, but I didn't really have any questions that really threw me off. Uh, a lot of the time, it was just asking about, I guess, me and and my year and uh, about my family, my mm. family background, and. I was, yeah, I guess I was pretty fortunate to not have any questions to really throw me off. So you're invited to the AFL Combine. There are only eight South Australians this year. Did it all start to seem very real uh, when you were invited to that? And what was that like as an experience? Oh, for sure. It didn't really, um, I guess, kick in until we uh, actually flew off into Melbourne. Um, the, the experience was just unreal. Like when we first got there, I think SA got there late because our flight was delayed. But So walking in, and seeing all the clubs, all the players there was just, yeah, so surreal. And all the interviews and being able to do all the testing and hanging out with all the best players from around the country was just, yeah, the best experience I've had. And you had, a, you had a Glenelg teammate in Bodie Ryan there. How's the process been for him? Yeah, it's been really good. Um, me and Bodie have been uh, working pretty closely together. Uh, we go to the same um, PT. And, uh, yeah, been really close and talking about just about everything. He's been really, really helpful. Uh, now, we have a look at the, a lot of the smarties like Cal Toomey. I think he's got you going in the top 30. <laughs> do, you, do you think that's roughly where you'll be going? Um, well, it was a bit different this time last year, but 
Uh, given my year this year, yeah, he's, he's pretty much on the money normally, but um, I'm kind of taking a positive spin onto it and it doesn't really matter uh, if I'm lucky enough to get drafted. It doesn't yeah. really matter what number because I know. It's always but if I get to a club, then, yeah, be able to work hard and show what I can do. It's always embarrassing because you don't want to feel like you're talking about yourself or talking yourself up, but if we asked you what style of game do you play or who do you play like, we've been given a few names. Who would you say? Uh, the main one would probably be Isaac Heaney, I reckon. Yep, that's uh, he's that do. medium forward. Yeah, um, play, play tall, play small, take a mark, and yeah, kick some goals. So why West Coast? Why did you pick West Coast as your team of choice as an AFL fan? Mm. Yeah, so Mum's uh, originally from WA. Ah, uh, she's got all her family over in WA, and uh, yeah, just thought I'd go with Mum. So it's even two and two. Uh, Mum and I'm um, Dad and my younger brother go for Port Adelaide. So. Yeah, but draft pick 73 is a good draft pick. Don't be scared to be yeah. number 73. <laughs> yeah. oh, i tell you what, if he hasn't gone by 73, <laughs> oh, no. there's something about him we don't know, Rich. Oh, dear. Uh, so, Frio been in touch? Would you be yeah, happy to go to Frio? Would you be happy to go to Frio? Yeah. You would be happy to go to Frio or maybe not? Oh, of course. Yeah, yeah, be, yeah absolutely. Yeah, it'd be an unreal opportunity. As I said before, I'd love to go to any club. Well, Ashton, we wish you all the very best. We're going to speak to a number of the draft uh, hopefuls over the next couple of weeks. As I said, draft night is on the 20th and the 21st. Will you be over in Melbourne? Uh, no, I'll be here at my house, yeah. Okay, with just mates around and family? and mm. Yeah, just have my family and mates around. It'll be a uh, pretty cool experience, hopefully. And I'll yeah, one too. Yeah, I'm sure we'll see it all on uh, social media. Hey, tell me about, uh, just quickly before we let you go, the eight players that went over there. We've heard a lot about Jack Deling from South Adelaide, but we've heard so much over the last 12 months about Taylor Goad, mm. how he basically yep. knows bugger all about football, but he's developing at a rate of knots. How good is he and mobile is he for a big man? Yeah, he's yeah really good. Yeah, something you don't really see very often. You know, two hundred and seven centimeters. You know, running a sub three twenty minute sprint. Um, I used to play basketball against him, and uh, even then, like he's been that big since under fourteens. And um, the fact that he's been able to do what he can do this year, uh, being his first year of football, it's. It's crazy. I'm just, uh, you know, really looking forward to see what he can do in the future. Yeah, and it's a great talking point, Ashton, because uh, in the old days, uh, a big man would go early in the draft, but they take a while to develop now, and they normally go a little bit later. So we'll watch him with great interest. Hey, we wish you all the very best. We look forward to chatting to you after the draft when you know which club you're going to. Fingers crossed everything goes smoothly. Oh, thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Thank no, you. No, all the very best. It's an exciting time, isn't it? Ashton, Ashton Moyer. Uh, he's got some uh, heritage there and family genes. Yeah, and then to think that he's got left and right side perfectly balanced, that's a great pickup. Surely someone says, no, we'll let him ride till 73. Um, now, he did uh, a lot of training earlier this year with the Adelaide Crows and they mm. were very impressed. Well, so uh, they should be. And Tony Bamford said they were impressed yeah. and that was through the AFL Academy. Uh, he looked very much at play, in place. And Glenelg talent manager Darren Trevino, uh, former, former South at, Adelaide. Yeah, he worked a bit at Port too, I think. Yeah, I, I think he did. Yeah. I, I can quote uh, Root some of the notes here. He said, he didn't have the year he would have liked mm. with some niggling injuries affecting him. But he's a class act who has a load of talent and tremendous upside. Whoever gets him will get someone who is really dedicated and will, will really impact on the main stage. I watched him train at Adelaide as part of the AFL Academy early in the year and he did not look out of place, looking very smart and very much like an AFL player. He has the attributes to play at the next 
level. Yeah, well, that's one recruiting man told me last week. We all talk about first round picks, but the second round are the most vital to building a base to your footy team. Mm. A lot of second rounders become your 200 game players. I'll state again, Kim. Just wish Port had a second round pick this yeah, time. Yeah, I know you jest about the pick seventy three, but you, you yeah. did make a point last night that they'll get other picks that may get them a little bit. Yeah, lower. yeah, but they won't. Well, because we don't expect it to go beyond the late forties, do we? There'll be teams that will pass, mm. or they're burning them now, as we're seeing with the delisted free agents. They're we, taking we, we, so we, Port's first pick seventy three should land when the whole draft plays out, maybe. In the fifties, yeah, we're, we're and hearing they will get only, more draft picks. We're, we're hearing only fifty-seven to sixty-four yeah. players will be drafted. So it's we'll see what Port thin. does in the next two weeks if they look through, and we'll do the same. We'll look through that delisted mm. player list to see if there's someone there that could be entertaining Port Adelaide's interest. You've seen any? Have you seen anyone? We're going to talk. No, about we're going to go through tomorrow. the whole list before we have a guess at it. But their you know, their total draft pick numbers, we'll find out that in a couple of weeks when we get. You know, the full draft order once the delisted free agents are done as well. Uh, so. Benny's just texting through some news that's just come out. Uh, Bulldogs have announced that 2012 Premiership player Alex Johnson has joined the club as a development coach. Yeah. Good uh, now, he had a lot of injuries as mm. well, I think. Hey, Roots, about this time yesterday, you broke the news that um, Australian soccer were pulling out of their World Cup bid. Yep. So they won't be going for 2023. 2034, that's Saudi Arabia all over the place, that mm. one. And we'll see how Australia then goes for other FIFA events like the World Club Championship, the World Cup of Clubs, yep. and the Women's Asian Cup and those sort of events because that's more fitting to Australia at this yeah, point well, we until we find a partner to do us the favour of giving us infrastructure for a World Cup bid. Well, when you say partner, you mean another country? Oh, like or New Zealand. New Zealand uh, or, or more government Japan money. and all that more, sort of stuff, yeah. yeah. Uh, the reason I bring it up is because James Johnson, who's the CEO of Football Australia, spoke about their decision not to take on Saudi Arabia. We saw the statement uh, come out uh, just after the decision of the FIFA Council. Um, so we we anticipated this this might happen. Um, but look, we're, we're a federation that uh, will make our own mind up uh, around what we bid for and what we don't. Um, so notwithstanding some of the comments that were made around the time of the FIFA decision around the process, um, we wanted to go through our own analysis uh, and really try to get a sense of what our chances were um, bidding for 2034 uh, and also what the impact, if we did bid, um, would have on other competitions that we're looking at hosting. Uh, I'm a big believer in uh, every battle is uh, won before it's fought. And uh, I didn't feel that we had uh, um, the, the right level of support to go for 34. But I do feel that it's a strategic decision by not going for it that we set ourselves up um, very well for other major competitions that we could bring to Australia. Ultimately, we kept coming back to our strategy, and our strategy is broader than just a men's World Cup. Um, it's about bringing uh, big competitions back to Australia that help the game grow. Happy very, with that? Very smart. Yep. They've read the room far better than they did. When was it? We were the one that Qatar got. So we've read the room much better now. Uh, nearly done, Bit Rich. by bit, Kim. We don't play. We'll build. Yeah, we don't play Jack Revolt too much. I like Jack. No, I like Jack too. Talk a glass eye to sleep. Uh, he was on weight this morning. Hey, he could be our Wednesday man then. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. Hey, we might, hey, hey. 
Hello, Jack. Oh, so we love you, Jack. So what do you do on Wednesdays? No, We've got a spot. No, no, we haven't actually, because oh. we want someone's got a South Australian connection like Matty Rendell had. So. I'm sure he's got a grandmother who grew up here. Um, Jack, this is interesting. Everyone's having their say on the Melbourne Football Club and where they go to yeah. now. What's yeah. their culture? Culture. All about? Yeah. Well, here's Jack talking about what Melbourne does from here on in. It's it's important to know who shoulders it as well. It it, it can't be shouldered by the younger players or of, of, of the organisation. This is where the Petrarcas, the Gorns, the Clayton Olivers, the Goodwins of the world, they, they need to they need to lead that football club, as they have done for, for a period of time now. Yes, they've had a, a slip-up or a few slip-ups um, in the media um, and in the media's eye. And I'm, I'm not saying that's what's happening or what's being reported is true, um, but they need to they need to make sure that they – get the ship and they start steering the ship in, in the right direction. They, they are the big players at that football club and they need to make sure that they choose a direction they want to go in, they let everyone know what the direction is they're going to go in and then they make sure that everyone gets on board. And that's the only way that they'll get back to September is obviously straight sets when you finish top four will always heap that pressure on you, that they need to get back there and give themselves the best opportunity but also understand that, the, that next year is a new year. And and things that have happened in the past do not affect how they're going to play football for next season and how they're going to play football in 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 the hopefully for them the finals of of two thousand and twenty four. So is the first day whatever it is when they come back together as a group does that become a big day? It does. It does because you come back and then all of a sudden you might be able to jump into some of these conversations. But I mean, if I was Simon Goodwin, I go look, we've had a shit storm over the over this period of time. But we're back here now where we're in the same room, we're in the same football club, and if we want to, hopefully by then they've chosen the direction they want to go in, and he goes, this is the way forward, and jump on. And that's that's going to be the critical conversation that needs to be had at the start of it, and and from there it will evolve for the Melbourne Football Club oh, over the okay. pre-season into to obviously the season and, and, and finals post that. He's got a touch of the Gary Ayres. I never understood when Gary Ayers used to say the McLeods, the Goodwins, the Rashid. Oh, There's it's only it's one of them. You start down that really annoying. Yes, yeah. so did I. <laughs> hang on. I used to go, hang on. Does he think he's got two Simon Goodwins? What else is annoying is getting people's names wrong. I think Linesy, our, our button pusher here. Hello. I think I said Zane Zorko. <laughs> But you just repeating the breaking news on Dane Zorko. He has a one-year contract extension at Brisbane. So all the talk that he was going to retire. And, Kim, he may have had Brisbane won the flag. That could have changed his thinking. But mm. they didn't. And he will be going around again next year when we hope Brisbane does win the flag because they've been due. Oh, overdue. No, I oh, Port or Adelaide do Well, it. you know yeah. what I mean. Yeah, no, I don't. Or say what you mean that they deserve a premiership for the efforts they've put in. They do. You don't always get what you deserve, Rich. Funny that. Uh, Sarah Allen deserved a good return after the hamstring injury. Let's just hear from Clarkie before we finish because she is one of the most reliable players in the AFLW. Unbelievable asset uh, for our team. And, um, yeah, it was interesting. Like, because she's – we were talking about calm and and Mm. (laughs) composed people. Because she's of of that nature, um, you sometimes forget. And uh, it was – you know, it was only sort of yesterday that I caught up with her, and because um, I, you know, it was a bit of a miss on my behalf after the game. You know, she got back, she played well, everything had gone pretty smoothly, and I just sort of forgot to check in and say, "Oh, how was that? You know, you bloody haven't played for eleven months. Uh, 
and she was and she sort of reflected yeah I was really nervous and I didn't feel great out there and mm. but she played just the way she played was just outstanding she is sensational. Just quickly as we finish up, Roach, 40 seconds to go. Very interesting. Final round in the AFLW this week. Leading goal kicker. It was interesting in the AFL. What about this year? And Taylor Harris is not up there. It's two Melbourne players. Uh, their key forward in uh, Eden Zanka and Kate Hoare, their captain. Or oh, could they be pipped at the post? 20 and 19, respectively. Yeah. Caitlin Gould from the Adelaide Crows is on 16. Ooh. They're playing Perth in w- uh, West Coast in WA. They might load her up. Go for it. Yes. There's another medal that needs a name. There you go. All right. We'll call it the Roochie. Have a great evening. Good night, everyone.